So, okay, so, so um, we're in the hotel room. We just we had our big show yesterday. Um, it broke all types of records. Most folding chairs ever broken. Just kidding. Thank you for everyone who came out in Buffalo. There may be country music playing softly in the background. We can't guarantee it won't be there. We don't know why. It's either there's either like someone is playing Jason Aldean over Bluetooth, um, or Chris is. This is how we find out that Chris is schizophrenic. That yep. there's no country music and he's just hearing it. And he's claiming to hear it. We can't hear it, but he can hear it in his headset. It's yeah. it's it's the country bears. They're hooting into their jugs and washboards, but they're performing Bizarre Love Triangle by New yeah. Order. No, yeah. We were saying that, like, if Chris is, if that, if Chris was, like, having, like, number 23 type delusions, <laughs> that it wouldn't, like, Chris wouldn't be, like, even if you, like, could inject somebody with that, yeah. um, which I wish you could. That would um, be something. And you gave it to Chris. He wouldn't be, like, one of those guys who's, like, oh, I'm seeing signals, so I have to, like, I have to take a gun to Sam's Club. Yeah. He would, um, his delusions and his hallucinations would be like the Chuck E. Cheese band playing New Order. Yeah, just fun stuff. Yeah. You could just vibe on it. I'd be like Henry Darger, uh, but writing a 200 million word manuscript that's just the movie 24 Hour Party People. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see you fall, in, I get down on my knees and pray. <laughs> 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 and then and then, I, and then he drinks he drinks bare whiskey out of a boot <laughs> oh boys uh call me buffalo will because <laughs> i feel like last night i had both my humps skinned <laughs> this town woo, love western new york you gotta love it folks the erie canal um chicken wings that's it but what else do you need really a, a, a classic piece of american transportation infrastructure yeah. That's all you really need to have a good time in a city. Uh, yeah, so we got a. Uh, I'm I'm hungover because we went out and uh, partied after our show last night at the uh, the Founding Fathers theme bar. Maybe someone had recommended that to us, and it was like literally across the street from the venue. It is the the bar built on the location where William McKinley was shot. That I did not know. Yeah, well, no, oh. I, mean, I don't know. If that's true. <laughs> I I would believe it though because like no one no one's memorializing that. No, one's no there it. is a McKinley plinth. There's like a obs uh, uh an obelisk in front of uh the city hall and it's like Willie McKinley and it's like it's four panels and it's like he fought in the civil war, then he rose to power, and he was president, and then he was shot by a dastard uh in our city. And at no point do they say, uh, our bad, sorry. We should have we should have looked out a little better. You can't say Buffalo doesn't love you, Mr. President. Anarchists at it again. Yeah, no, he he created the first Chaz. <laughs> he was, a, like, he yeah. was a victim of the first Chaz. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, McKinley. Well, McKinley, like a lot of the uh, people in Chaz, he was like, yeah, I'm an imperialist president of the United States, but I've really... He was like late 1800s, right? Yeah. Like 1890s. Mm-hmm. All right, so he was before flagpole dancing. <laughs> yes, just before that, he missed that sadly. Okay. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to build this joke with me. Okay, <laughs> I like, I'm not, I'm not hungover like you guys are, but I think it's more like an enrichment exercise. Right, yeah. You guys are like disabled gibbons, and I'm the zookeeper. <laughs> all right, all right. What's what's that dance you would do in like 1895? Uh, uh, just sort of like playing the hand bone, like like you know. On your yeah, I think yeah. dancing was mostly illegal in the United States <laughs> in the 1890s. That thing where you just gently hold hands, uh, but like press your hand with your beloveds and rotate in a circle slowly, <laughs> and then weave in and out of another group of young people who yeah, are also yeah, it's like, no, it's, like it, gently holding hands with each other yeah you form an arch with two people in their hands and then and then and other young people uh, walk and run under the arch yeah. In, yeah. with your yeah that you made with your beloved the, the dances back then were probably called some bullshit like the butter stuffer <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're pantomiming like stuffing butter into a barrel yep, yep. so that's, <laughs> say that's the, yeah that's the dance He's like, oh, I was like, I'm, I really like before I like really discovered politics when I was president of the United <laughs> States and uh, committed several imperialist acts. Um, 
Then I saw like the viral, uh, the viral butter stuffer dances where they put on the placard cards. I know this is before silent movies. I don't give a shit. We have to get this fucking joke out. Like suck my fucking cock. Someone out there is already commenting. Like, actually, I've been getting my PhD in silent films for thirty years, um, and this is like fifteen years before the film had been invented. Film. So you're good. Okay. Uh, the, the yeah. Film, and it, the film they, was invented by them. They were making like proto like socialist TikToks where someone's uh, uh, gr- like a sexy girl is doing the butter stuffer and you think you're going to see your ankle. But then the dialogue card is like, um, hey, just so you know, uh, William McGinley is an imperialist. Uh, he's going to he's going to fool around and be informed. <laughs> <laughs> So he started jazz. Uh, yeah. Okay. Enrichment activity achieved. Uh, William McKinley, uh, yeah, he was getting tuned all the time from Thomas Nest editorial cartoons. <laughs> uh, did clowns exist in the late 19th century? Uh, yeah, Absolutely. sure. Okay. I mean, you, you got clowns in like the Middle Ages running around. Uh, Those were jesters. The same deal. What's no, the problem? I, don't know. What's the I think it's different. Okay, what's the difference? That, like, uh, uh, jesters did not have um, uh, like a uh, you know sort of like flop sweat makeup and big big shoes. They were they were fools that would do tumbling and uh, had just sort of like bells on their sort of hats or whatnot. Their shoes were like a huge for jesters at least. Like they had like those horn shoes. Yeah, like 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 uh, shoes similar to like uh, those like cowboy boots that like those Mexican guys wear, where like the toe just curls around and some huge like horn. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But those are big shoes. I mean, I guess like clowns, obviously a different thing. But like the, the clowns have probably been around like oh, since like the Declaration of Independence. I would guess. Yeah, the, the, they were the ones who signed it. Am I right, folks? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think most things in American like with like long term uh, purchase in American culture from after the Civil War, probably then. There was a, a bunch of grease paint left over from the war that they had. <laughs> and so, like, oh, fuck it. Just slap it on your face and uh, terrify children. There is always, like, some backstory. Like, I'm just going to go with Americans invented clowns. Yeah, what's I know we on? didn't. No, well, no, no, we should have, no, no, though. No, no, no. I, it feels true. Sir, sir, I have a PhD in clowning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, clowning is a uniquely American um, folkway and culture. I have a PhD in getting clown. <laughs> Well, are mimes? Is this going to be one of those fucked up things where I find out they invented mimes in like 1968? <laughs> Honestly, that feels right. Mimes feel very like kind of almost postmodern, but I don't know. I do know that in the 19th century, they already had guys whose job it was to uh, fart on command. Oh yeah, one of the biggest stars in France is a guy named Lepetamine, and he he was famous for doing farts of different lengths and sounds on stage. The French, they couldn't get enough of it. They loved them. People say the French aren't funny. Mm. Absurd. This, this is what it says on the tablet uh, outside of City Hall about uh, McKinley's assassination. It says, William McKinley died in Buffalo. Oops. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I've been reading the encyclopedia article on America, and you just fucking spoiled it. <laughs> Thanks. September... 14th, 1901, a victim of a treacherous assassin, first of all, editorializing, yeah, uh, who shot the president as he was extending to him the hand of courtesy. And they're like, that's supposed to make you be like, what an asshole, but really it just makes McKinley look like a chump. You know, yeah. he, no, Cholgosh no. literally yeah, Leon, was Leon, hiding the gun under a handkerchief. Yeah, it was a handkerchief, and it was a receiving line yeah. of like handshaking. And what was the Secret Service like? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> was, God. He's got <laughs> there was basically none at that point, even though we'd already had a president get assassinated. It's kind of amazing how long it took him to figure that that. Oh, yeah, they just they had two presidents assassinated by then. They're just like, fuck, they're just going to keep doing this. We better uh, see after that. Did the president the president had like security though? I assume. Yeah, but just like some fat guy standing around. <laughs> uh, I mean, the more things change, the more they say the same. Yeah. Stay the same. 
just like you know in bars now most bouncers aren't combat ready and they're just like oh this is the tallest fat guy we could find yeah like that's how they used to do the president's security yeah. like you'd imagine oh the, to kill the president he must have had like that travis bickle racked out like concealed handgun that comes out no handkerchief yeah you probably had like you probably had like a full minute to run up on the president and pull out like it's amazing it didn't happen more honestly yeah <laughs> he concealed the small revolver um in, in one of those like novelty hulk hands you can get <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really weird about that so i mean obviously everyone has gotten more crazy and intense about politics uh over the last like 20 years you know it's just been ratcheting up and yet assassination attempts of the president basically have stopped happening I believe the last one that you could even qualify as close was that dude who sprayed the White House with a machine gun uh, in the 90s when Bill Clinton wasn't even there. There was that like hapless Pollock who tried to like whip a grenade at George W. Bush. But that <laughs> I don't was, remember like, that. It was probably like a potato masher he got from a museum. <laughs> it was an actual potato. Yeah, I'm not even saying the German guy had a literal potato masher. He just painted it black and hoped for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That guy, yeah, I felt bad for that guy. Because, like, they probably, like, well, actually not. I was going to say, like, oh, they probably gave him life in prison. But it's, like, how easy would it be to get out of that? To yeah. get out of Polish ADX? Yeah, you just go up to the guard and say, uh, they told me I could leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Idiocracy. Remember that movie? It's a documentary about Poland. <laughs> do you remember when do you remember when the president and vice president of poland were the whole cabinet yeah they were all on the same plane and it crashed and they but, decapitated the government but the the, the, the president and Wait, vice president twins? the president and vice president were twins yep. who were child stars <laughs> it was yes. like it was, it was it in the same my plane. god oh my god <laughs> Poland just stays winning. They got Lou Bega out there entertaining. Oh my the God! Yeah, yes. Yeah. Did you see that? He was entertaining the troops for their their, their conflict with Belarus. Yep. And it was just like <laughs> a little bit of Monica in, in my, my life. life. A little bit of Nathan's all I need. A little bit of Sophie's all I need. A little bit of Sophie and Sophie and Katerina, whatever else names they got. You know, Lou Bega, German, German guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's just moving over. Yeah, that I mean, Lubega being German always made sense to me because that's like a very like German bullshit style song, like something <laughs> they would think is cool. Hey, we thought it was cool. Let's not <laughs> let's not front at all because I remember that was a hit and a banger. Everybody loved it. Uh, yeah, it was like highly associated with the, the TV show Ali McBeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, and, that but, like you know, it, it, it was just another one of these songs. It reminded me of um, uh, John Mellencamp's uh, "Small Town" because mm. it's just he's just listing the names of women. But like the Mellencamp song is just like, yeah, uh, I got one traffic light in town. Yeah, that's a small town. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he was not he, many people who are you know low population Tennessee. Yep, I'm in a small town. That's a small town. <laughs> that song would not be a hit any other time than that, like the late '90s, because that was like that was a song for guys who um, either worked for or invested in like Pets.com, mm -hmm. and like they were just like an insurance guy and they made 400 million dollars this thing they never thought would happen and they like left their wives and were going on cruises and i don't know like doing things boomers would think is sexy like having girls do the hula hoop <laughs> it was for like an old man who gets horny yeah. and is finally able to like get pussy yeah remember like that guy dennis kowalski or whatever the fuck his name was he, he was the uh guy in charge of um qualcomm or fucking toyco remember this tyco that was it and he just got busted for like wildly embezzling money for like his birthday party <laughs> yeah. it was like uh oh there's a uh there's a giant uh like ski slope full of vodka and there's uh there's people painted up gold like statues like i would i would absolutely go to prison for this it's absolutely <laughs> worth it the 90s i will maintain were the golden golden age of baffling one-hit wonders songs that because like a lot of one-hit wonders you're like okay yeah that came out of nowhere i get it that's a good song but in the 90s there's songs like how did anyone like this and i wouldn't say that mambo number five is one of those i said it's kind of catchy i'm thinking of things like the mm -mm 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 song. i was just gonna think actually i i bought that 
I've, sicko. I've bought the Crash System is like album just because of that song. What song is that? Once there was this kid who <laughs> got into an accident. I'm not making that's exactly what he sounded like. He's a Canadian. It's literally just. I don't fucking think I've heard this song. It's actually playing in the background right now <laughs> next to the, the New Order Country Bear Jamboree remix. Um, I'm serious, okay, uh, one of the, I've, I've been thinking about it ever since I saw it. One of the funniest things I've seen on Twitter recently is when um, Hessa from Seeking Derangements looked up all of like the most popular songs in America <laughs> from the early 1900s, and the titles of the songs were fucking killing me. Uh, the one I can't get out of my head is Let's take an old-fashioned walk together. <laughs> and then there is a, Ireland must be heaven because my dear mother is from there. <laughs> Isn't that, it's crazy. Music like, sucked so bad until they let not-white people get in on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, when Protestants uh, were in charge of the music, it was, it was pretty bad. Same thing with the comedy. Like, when comedy was Protestants, you could literally become the most famous man in, a, in America for putting the wrong shoes on your feet. Yeah, like oh, what? That's a left shoe. What's he doing? Well, like, what is the most dominant ethnic group in America? The Germans, and mm -hmm. until really, like, yeah, Jews. But most importantly, for modern comedy, Red Fox, mm -hmm. it was like things the Germans would think is funny. Yeah, like spinning sausages around. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna tell me that's not funny. Okay, <laughs> I love the, I love the idea of like German Def, Def Jam with like Bernie Mac coming out. <laughs> I'm not scared of you motherfuckers and then he just twirls the sausage like they've never seen his killing and they, and it's some the funniest guy, thing they've ever Fritz seen and none of them make a noise <laughs> they are absolutely yeah. stone silent I'm just imagining a guy named Fritz coming out like live at Alexander Plotz and he and he's wearing like a like a full jumpsuit with just like himself on it like pictures of like like airbrushed uh, portraits of himself and then he does the sausage act <laughs> it's I remember when we were in Berlin, there was a signs uh, posted up for a TV show that was called The Political Satire Show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for Germans because it's like they've probably always been made fun of in that way, mm -hmm. that they're just like they're the nerd country. And it's kind of... Socks and sandals. Yes, yeah, so they're the socks and sandals country. Yep. And after what they did for like a decade period... It is like it's like if there was like just like a fat kid with like a bowl cut and like two speech impediments, not just one, the normal amount to have. Uh, <laughs> it just always has eczema and like it eats his scabs and everyone's just like making fun of him. And start, like, you know, the cruel rumors that kids start where they're just lying, where they're like, oh, yeah, he called me on the phone and told me he jacked off to every girl in the yearbook. <laughs> it's like if that kid came to school and shot 20 kids. Yeah, it's wild. And but then they're like all right, that was awful, like, we're punishing you. But then, like, in a few weeks, he's just has to, he's going back to school, and people are still bullying him in the same way. It's, yeah. Like, they have to think, they have to think on some, because I do think they still feel bad, but on some level, they have to be like, we did, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you, why are you, like, what, you're, no one's afraid of us. Yeah, it's like, keep fucking around. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Uder from The Simpsons is going to bring a fucking Tech Nine to school. <laughs> the Katzenjammer kids are going to get a Gatling gun. Weren't the Katzenjammer kids American? Yeah, but they were. Oh, they were. They were they German were immigrants. German American. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. That was that was before they got um, brought broken. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah. by, and it was, and you, and the funny thing is, is you can see exactly when you on the timeline, Germans got broke. Brat broke in the U.S. It was World War One. <laughs> World War One, yeah. Because yeah. before that, you had German language uh, newspapers in every major American and city. Big parades, they were parades. With, uh, you know, the, uh, the Lederhosen, the, 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 the beer gardens stuff, and shit. Yeah. And then World War One's like, uh, I'm gonna have some Liberty Cabbage, and uh, we're gonna rename all these streets, and, and like, uh, we're gonna change the way you pronounce New Berlin, Wisconsin, which is a total cuck shit for American Germans because. World War One wasn't even like Germany's. No, taking no, the blame no, for no. that. Like, I, I would get it. If, like you would assume it would be like World, World War Two. I mean, to, yeah, take some shame. To, but World War One, come back on. The public uh, celebrations of uh, Germanic pride, but it was just like the, the Kaiser. It wasn't even a popular war. <laughs> yeah, like it no. wasn't just German Americans who were like, "This is bullshit." 
Uh, but, you know, score another one for Edward Bernays. The, the guy was a magician. And people were like, what are we pissed again, about again? It, it, it still Edward Bernays, me. evil for creating the war propaganda, like advertising Nexus, which could, like, you know, convince an otherwise reticent country to enter World War I. However, props to him for getting ladies to start smoking cigarettes. Also. Which, which is cool and sexy. And the sauce, delicious. How did he? How did he get women to smoke cigarettes? Uh, he he tied um because like they because you know until then like basically every man in America smoked like fourteen cigars a day, but it was considered <laughs> unladylike for a woman to yeah. smoke like you know a big pipe or <laughs> a big pipe or you know like the, you know some gigantic cigar, but um he 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 tied the um so he tied it to the cause of um the suffragette movement and women's um independence and voting rights because he like made it seem like. You know, smoking cigarettes was it like a sign of like uh, women asserting their independence, and um, you know, yeah, like uh, solidarity and um, just sort of modernity. And they and that is when they could dance on the flagpole while smoking cigarettes. Okay, yeah. In the 90s. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to say because on one <laughs> hand, okay, entering World War One is like even just like the Allies winning World War One, even just like anything, anything except for like. They do it another six years, and everyone's so embarrassed they just stop having countries. <laughs> yeah, is like like, like, like it kind of caused not every single bad thing, but over half of them. Oh no, it was a it was a it was a crucial moment, and basically the worst possible thing, uh, uh, the worst possible outcome occurred. It, it, American history, the way that like it's taught, the the lack of any shame, like so, World War One ends, and at the time, everyone in America was like. Wait a minute! Fuck! We should, what, what were we? That was stupid! God damn it! Why do we? Oh, you tricked us! Ah, Woodrow Wilson, asshole! And for and that's why you had this uh, like big uh, uh, anti-interventionist push in America and then isolationist swing in American uh, politics. I mean, it didn't translate into foreign policy, but it was like it was a current in American politics. There was the Nye Committee that came out and said, "Yeah, uh, we did this because the U.S. loaned all of the money to England and they were going to lose it if they loaned the war." But then, generation goes by and they're like. Okay, we're telling the kids, World War One. Why did we go in there again? Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Democracy. The, no, not no. even that. The fucking Lusitania, which was sunk two years before we entered the war. The Lusitania was sunk in 1915. A year later, Wilson ran for re-election on the slogan, he kept us out of war. And now we're like, yeah, is that fucking, it was that, sh people were so pissed about that boat, man. They were furious. They were clamoring for it, even though they elected Wilson because he said he wasn't going to get us involved. Amazing. Good. Tip of the cap. In AP US, the like the line in the textbook was Wilson was a pro like you know, obviously not saying it this critically, but basically that he was like a proto like neocontrat who wanted to spread democracy. Mm -hmm. Like just insane. Insane. Like it's I mean, there there is a lot of, you know, critical race theory hot topic or was a month ago everyone forgot about that yeah. because joe biden fixed that and yep. inflation the two things he don't <laughs> he completely fixed both of those things uh that aren't happening he anymore because they're not on the food the biden. news um but like, like just it's just everything like yeah there there is i don't think there's any like u.s history class ap or remedial uh where it's like this is humiliating that we got involved in this yeah well, hold on a minute, though. You're forgetting about the Zimmerman telegram. <laughs> yes. Guys, come on. The Zimmerman telegram is like is sloppier than Havana syndrome. Actually, it was wild. It's, it's like worse. no, we had to go to war with Germany because some fucking like Prussian duke got hopped up on ether and said to the president of Mexico, "Fuck it and be legends. We're going to invade the United States with you." And they're like, "Oh, we we can't allow that to happen." The American involvement in World War One is like if you saw one of those like wars that chimps have and you're like we have to get involved <laughs> we gotta pick a side of the ship back yeah <laughs> we got <laughs> oh it turns out we've been uh giving billions of dollars in loans to one of the chimp armies though, so we really got to get in there and make sure they don't lose yeah uh, it's like david attenborough watching two chimps fight and then he finds like the sergeant york of another chimp colony and they're like you got to do it. And he's like, but I'm going to get it. It's the, it's the book. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you're so good at shooting people. <laughs> they just, you know, see, okay. See, the thing is, though, I think obviously it's easy to portray uh, Germany as an evil country because of World War II. Yeah. But, but World War One, 
I think it was, you know, it's also kind of easy to portray them as an evil country for one reason and one reason alone. The spikes on the helmets. It's that, a pretty menacing look. <laughs> yeah. That's what's it. That's insane because it's, it's the like, pickle hob. That's pretty the, much it. The, if anyone, everyone was the bad guy in that war, yeah. so to speak, except for the Serbians. Um, <laughs> uh, Serbians who, you know, I know we say they gave us the worst outcome, but maybe there's an outcome where uh, Archduke Ferdinand was like the Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Of the Habsburg dynasty, because <laughs> he did kind of have that kind of swag, and who knows what bad things he would have done. But um, everyone's You'd all be speaking Austro-Hungarian right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like, like the, I'd say, like probably like the worst. Even though they all did this shit, I would say like just the worst in terms of like scale and accomplishment would be the English. Oh, like yeah. that definitely. The United Kingdom, like, morally on par with the Third Reich. Oh, 100%. They were doing late Victorian holocausts left and right. They'd love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But be, they looked normal. Yeah. So, like, they didn't have a scary yep, They didn't outfit. have a scary helmet. No, they, they're, yeah, like all, all those Tommies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their uniforms were nice. Yeah. They were, like, nice like, and normal. Yeah, nice and normal. <laughs> it's like that, 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 yeah, their, their helmets, are, it was kind of like Pith-esque and, and nice kind of disky very non-threatening they kind of look like mushroom yeah. little well, the, mushroom guys yeah, like, yeah, they looked guys. like they looked like those big hats that women wear mm, yeah like the metal version of those yeah but like you're never gonna feel comfortable around a guy with a spike on the top of his hat and, Ever. They the, and like they had those nice whistles that they would whistle yep. when you would um, machine gun yep. to death yep. like, they'd let you know they'd be like Boop, and they'd be like well guess i'm gonna die yeah. <laughs> they, had, they had um they kept like the officers had their uh they kept their rifles on like a like a thong around their neck I just thought that was kind of cool. And they would go out with the pistol. They would go into Moan's land with a pistol and a stick. And then just immediately die. No, the stick was for hurting their, yeah. their like, sheep-like Tommies yeah. into fucking withering bunch of machine fucking gun fire. Four foot eight chimney sweeps go out there and just get annihilated. That was like, they did a good job, especially with artillery. If you were an artillery, if you were a British artillery officer, you, you the ratio of your own guys you killed versus Germans... <laughs> It's like you had to kill you had to kill twenty guys from Cornwall to get one crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like Paz of Glory, it was like the French. They did it on purpose. Yeah, you're doing you're going paddock mode every on your own guys every time you pull the fucking lanyard. Amazing. Quite right, Nigel. Or volley. He bloody did everything that he wanted to do. He went everywhere and he got cucumber sandwiches comped. We loved we loved having an afternoon with my brother Stephen. <laughs> he was a proper gent. <laughs> he was crack on. All the, all the boys that worked at his house loved him. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Matt, earlier you uh, you mentioned um, the '90s are a Qualcomm guy who like what? Uh, Tycho, yeah, Tycho Kozlowski, Polak. He embezzled money for a birthday party. I just want to bring this uh, this story up. This is in the New York Times. This is my favorite news story this week. Uh, Michael Steinhardt, billionaire, surrenders seventy million in stolen relics. Did you guys see this? The hedge fund pioneer is barred for life from buying more antiquities. <laughs> <laughs> he turned over a hundred and eighty stolen objects that he had decorated his home and office with. Well, I definitely think he's going to abide by that. There's no way he's going to illegally procure. He's barred from buying. He's barred officially barred from buying illegal relics. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to be able to enforce that. Michael H. Steinhardt, the billionaire hedge fund pioneer and one of New York's most prolific antiquities collectors, has surrendered 180 stolen objects valued at 70 million dollars and has been barred from life for acquiring any other relics. That is like a punishment that the Power Rangers would give one of their enemies. <laughs> you can't have any more relics. <laughs> Stop it. Prosecutor's <laughs> office. Struck an agreement with Mr. Steinhardt after a four-year multinational investigation that determined that the seized pieces had been looted and smuggled from 11 countries, trafficked, trafficked by 12 illicit networks, and appeared on the international art market without lawful paperwork. For 219, going back for more stolen relics. <laughs> for decades, Michael Steinhardt displayed a rapacious appetite for plundered artifacts without concern for the legality of his actions, the legitimacy of the pieces he had bought, or sold, or the grievous cultural damage he wrought across the globe, District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. said, adding, 
The agreement establishes that Steinhardt will be subject to an unprecedented lifetime ban on acquiring antiquities. Not going to jail, I'm going to assume. No, yeah, yeah, all absolutely. of these no. stolen objects that he purchased. Uh, at the bottom here, it, li- it lists some of the uh, so, some some of the purloined uh, relics that um, uh, was in his collection. A ceremonial libations vessel that depicts a stag's head purchased from the Marin Gallery of Manhattan for 2.6 million in November 1991. Officials said the item, which dates to 400 BC, first appeared on the international art market without provenance after rampant looting in Milas, Turkey. In March 1993, prosecutors said Mr. Steinhardt lent it to the Metropolitan Museum of Art where, where it was when law enforcement officials seized it. It has since been repatriated. I mean, I don't think we should give it back to Turkey. No. <laughs> well, I mean, what happened to it the first time? Yeah. Uh, so this is the dude from the beginning of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The dude with the Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The Nazi sympathizer who... Uh, except, we, we, actually... Would you believe it or not, Michael Michael Steinhardt is actually one of the founders of Birthright. <laughs> yeah. No. Does he have any of those Thanos gems? The the Thanos uh, like uh, Israel uh, stones. The he's pro- the Jews have been there forever. It's probably like when Krusty films commercials because he's probably like in a video where he's like, "This coin shows that we've been in Israel for four hundred thousand years." Or so. <laughs> and then he just like when they they're like, "All right, good take, Michael. Cut." He just tosses it over his shoulder. He's like, that bullshit relic. That fucking piece of shit. That thing's like 40 years old. Get it out of here. I like, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of where with Matt here because when I first just saw the headline pop, by, I was like, oh, that's funny. Like just another like hedge fund piece of shit. And I recognize his name from the birthright, the birthright thing. But now the more I think of it, it's like he should be beheaded. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a vandal. The, like the thing about him l- lending it to the museum, the reason you do that is so like that's a just rolling tax write off yeah. every year. But then the other shit that he didn't lend, he's taking shit from like four thousand year old civilizations, like things that you would want to put in like a, a capsule that aliens would discover to like explain humanity, and he's either using them as a tax write off that he just doesn't need just against like the interest that his, his fortune is generating or like his, like his grandson is going to like ash a baseball and blunt into <laughs> one of them. Like his grandson, Dylan. <laughs> well, um, here'd be, here'd be a good thing to use as an ashtray, a gold bowl looted from Nimrod, Iraq and purchased without provenance papers. Official said for $150,000 in July, 2020, at a time when Nimrod was being trafficked by the Islamic State in Iraq and the Levant. Made of gold with a scalloped flower design, the object surfaced in October 2019 when a Customs and Border Protection officer notified Mr. Vance's office that someone on a flight from Hong Kong to Newark was hand-carrying the bowl for Mr. Steinhardt. I mean, you know, like, when you get on a flight, and there's always, it seems to be, like, someone, or it's usually a couple, and they've brought, like, some, like, some huge, like, hot meal with them. Of like you know, um, <laughs> of spicy cod, of <laughs> boiled spicy cod, and they're going mm, to town favorite. on it, and it's just like that's so rude. But then like the guy, the guy sitting next to you on the plane is holding like a small figurine of Bazuzu taken from <laughs> taken from Kurdistan by a uh, Father Marin, and it's just like you know, it's just like be a little bit more considerate. Um, oh, here's another good one. I, I wonder, I wonder how a guy deeply involved with the Israeli state. A got a relic that ISIS looted. <laughs> Guess we'll never know. That's so strange. Three stone death masks that appeared to be encrusted with soil in photographs recovered by the Israeli authorities. They date to 6,000 BC and were purchased by Mr. Steinhardt for $400,000 in October 2007. That sounds like a bummer. Death mask? No, thank you. How about life mask? <laughs> um, so, like, I feel like they kind of all do this. But you would, Cy Vance Jr. is only, he's only nabbing you if you didn't pay someone off, yeah. I'm assuming. Is that what happened here? Yeah. There's probably some falling out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's getting spanked. It's like, oh, he, uh, you know, he's shorting somebody that uh, is like going long on something. They're like, uh, he's not going to have any more relics now. That has <laughs> to be. Taking away your relics. Yeah. Once you take the billions pill, this could be over something as big as like, He's short squeezing a guy who Cy Vance likes more. Yeah. Or like they fought over who gets the racquetball court. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like uh, he's auditioning to be like 
uh, the next Epstein. And they're like, nope, you, you have too many relics. <laughs> That's too vulnerable. <laughs> you can't yeah. be out there flashing uh, relics. Didn't I tell you not to get anything big? <laughs> get, the, get that ram's head out of here. Is it my mother's name? <laughs> I, I love that Venus of Willendorf. It's a beautiful broad. She's so fertile. Stupid or what? Come on. I was reading, I was reading like, uh, just reading about this guy. And he was, yeah, he was like a pioneering hedge fund guy, a very well respected trader, thought of as one of the best. And when he was like 60 something, he's like, you know, I realize that there's more to life than just making rich people even richer. And it's like, well, we found out, we found out what his greater purpose was. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, basically, just like, Hoarding the like um, priceless cultural artifacts of like humanity's yeah. shared history, yeah. um, uh, so they can keep it in this fucking apartment. Yeah, um, yeah. My, like, I, uh, oh, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I jackhammered a large section out of the Chauvier caves to display this at a um, uh, one of my many properties. Yeah, I got, I got the fucking shroud of turn in my bathroom. His things that he realized were more important than running a hedge fund were. Just like basically being a pimp for Jewish children. <laughs> yeah, that is what that And is. yeah, stealing relics. And literally just like being a being a pirate for human history. Just a civilizational like fucking Pac Man just gobbling up all of our heritage. Amazing. Yeah. You gotta, it's, you gotta respect it at a certain level. And because I, like what what? Oh, I I learned there's something more out of life. I'm gonna do some bullshit uh philanthropies to make myself like I'm a better guy. I'm fucking like uh narrative that even i don't really believe or i'm gonna just you know what uh i've got way too much money to not to be a good person so i might as well be the worst person like i might as well just floor it and get like as far from like human as possible see what i can do uh breaking uh bobby axe of axe capital has just acquired the spear of longinus <laughs> and is using it to take down uh, Corey Stoll, the other billionaire he doesn't like. He stabbed him with it. Remember the Hobby Lobby? Yeah, I was going to say the Hobby Lobby ISIS? shit from ISIS. Because like Hobby Lobby is even funnier because like they're uh, they're not um uh, like a like you know sort of like a, a a Jewish charitable organization like this guy. Uh, they're all just like fucking yeah, rude evangelicals, psychos. and they're and like they were just buying from ISIS like things that they were like yeah like they they thought they were buying the Holy Grail or yeah, something. They're, they're, <laughs> they, they 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 bought uh, Jesus's high school yearbook. Oh my God! ISIS probably hit such a fucking lick on them. Absolutely, they just—they were like, just get a notebook that looks old. These yeah. fucking idiot Protestants. <laughs> just write Jesus on a cup, <laughs> and they'll be like, "That's Jesus's cup." How much? There's not enough. This is Jesus's reusable Kroger bag. <laughs> They're selling them things like from Wisconsin. <laughs> there should be. I wonder. <laughs> These are the Ten Commandments. They're all written in English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I told you. The evangelical Holy Grail has to be awesome. <laughs> it's a fucking big gulp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You so you can fit so much blood of Christ in that thing. <laughs> that's, they're like, that's how you know it's Jesus. Jesus Christ. Free you get the most soda. <laughs> Yeah, here, here's a piece of the of, of the of the true cross. Look at that varnish. <laughs> it's oh, it's sort of a like a like a sandalwood oak. That was my favorite. That's one of my favorite uh, bits of a uh, uh, medieval grind set. Were uh, churches that would try to attract pilgrims and patronage by being like, yeah, we got Saint Anthony's femur over here. It's like they got a chicken bone. Everybody, everybody in the church knows, but like, shut up. And then they would just come and they would like look at it. Yeah, they were every every church that had like a little bit of money already, like every individual church until like after the Reformation, we got to give credit. It was like Salt Bay's restaurant. Yes, <laughs> they're just like sprinkling like gold on shit and being like, "Oh yeah, this is like this is uh, John the Baptist like tibia." Yep. <laughs> uh, it's like you know, like, uh, you know, like the famous line in uh, Indiana Jones where he's like, "It belongs in a museum." Like it belongs in Michael Steinhardt's living room. <laughs> the real Indiana Jones would work for the birthright guy. Oh, one hundred percent. I hope in the, in the new Indiana Jones movie, he spends the whole movie like apologizing to the indigenous peoples yeah. who he looted and pillaged. He just he's doing amends. He just goes from village to village and apologizes. Like in in, in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Where like like he goes through all the booby traps to get that like golden statue. It's like. 
these people went through all that fucking time to create like that boulder that drops on you, the fucking darts, like all that shit. It's, 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 they have it's, a reason for it being there. yeah it's just it's it's like it's just it's like heat you know he's doing a bank job yeah. on these fucking poor people <laughs> in the amazon like what the fuck and we know from the last crusade that he was not just doing that he was getting paid because when he has the cross of card audio and he gives it to uh what's his nuts the guy goes we'll discuss my honorarium over dinner literally like you're gonna pay me for this thing great he was he's no, God. still a great movie. Though. It is a great movie. They're all great. Uh, Temple of Doom is underrated. It's as I have said, it was Steven Spielberg's most uh, autobiographical work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Temple of Doom is the one where, um, like he, uh, like he doesn't, he doesn't steal from the the the, the villagers, and he just he gets he, it back. For he him. steals the children from the temple. He steals the children from the temple. Yep. Loves and he returns them. And that you know, Temple Doom would have been so funny if the ending is like he just like he, he just like packs them on a, in a shipping container and sends them to the Yale archives. <laughs> Top man. <laughs> no, those movies are all great. Uh, the fourth one, obviously, dog shit. Uh, the fourth one is, is the the first like thirty minutes or forty. People like always complain about no, no, the, the nuking first, the, the first the first the in, nuking the fridge scene. People complain about that, but it's, it's like good. it's actually like pretty fun and entertaining. No. The movie and, and then the, the motorcycle like a, the, chase through uh, through Yale very good. was very fun. With like the, the as soon as they get to fucking yeah. South America, the movie <laughs> takes a dive off a cliff. Dog shit, and that was when he was like a sprightly sixty five. Now he's like an eighty. He's an eighty year old man. What are they doing to this? He doesn't know where he is. I mean, and I'm not talking because he's uh, uh, senile, which he might be, because he's fucking stoned out of his. No, gourd. I don't think he's senile. I just think, yo, know, like uh, re- reportedly, Harrison Ford is an everyday. He is chief a ro- like, he is a wake and bake all star. He is <laughs> chewed out of his gourd. Can you imagine how high that guy is? Can you imagine? Yeah, but like, and he like, do- and like that's what's cool about Harrison Ford is like he he is like one of the only actors of his character that, if you really think about his 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 oeuvre. He basically plays Harrison Ford in every movie, and like, that like is, his range of character is limited to Harrison Ford. Basically, the ba- I, I would argue that, the but best that's what's appealing about him. That uh, that's yeah. what the best movie stars do. Like, there's because a reason that there's a difference. There are movie stars because Harrison movie Ford star. is all you need. Exactly, that's all it's you like, need. We, but Harrison Ford doing these things. Obviously, you can you can see that he is really giving up trying. But as long as people are like gonna you know just keep paying him, he's just like all right. Um, I'm going to be smoking weed on camera, <laughs> edit around it. <laughs> just, just pixelate just it. Like, I don't care. He fucking, <laughs> he filmed, it's still, he filmed his scenes in that Blade Runner movie in a fucking t-shirt he had brought from home. I love that. He was like, I love that movie. I know me and Will disagree on it. Yeah. I love that movie. But like, those scenes are awesome because just like John Voight and Ray Donovan, it's like, I feel like in that scene, He's like, oh, this guy's my son. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Also, hasn't he like crashed the plane yes. like several he, times? He's, he's trying to die, and he won't. It, it won't happen. But he's been smoking weed for like sixty years. I mean, imagine he's, what, he's a good advertiser. Imagine for the what weed he lifestyle. was smoking when he was like in like American Graffiti. What like shoelace bullshit, like oregano that he was smoking then, and now the like fucking like scientifically perfected mega thc that now is all you can get he's he is literally just like his entire life has been just going through like this wormhole he's like in 2001 at this point accelerating like at the speed of light towards the the monolith and in, and he's uh wearing a hat and being bossed around by phoebe waller bridges what the fuck who oh they're doing that yeah they're, yeah oh, yeah no man Flea bunches in it. Another yeah. buck broken. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, flea bags apparently like pretty good. I uh, will take but... your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. No, no. I mean, I am. That's me taking someone else's word for <laughs> okay. it. Okay. It's it's one of those like things about like a, a woman who has a bad week. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. It just like from what I can tell, it's about like a woman who like like her friend. Is, I is either mean to her or kills herself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it's, it's stuff like that, and it's about her uh, month that she has. Um, no, I mean it, it. I just like I don't know from what I can tell about the plot of it, or the you know like the gifts and all the things people share about it. It's like it's just. I'm sorry, it bridged too far. I mean, like forget that she talks to the camera. 
I'm talking like a big part of the movie is that she gets involved with a Catholic priest who's heterosexual. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Straining just like, there, like, and that was like every woman's fantasy. They were like, oh, my God, the hot priest, yeah. the hot priest. There's only one hot priest in a world. He was Mexican. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he uh, left the priesthood to get married to a woman. He's the only one. He's gone. Was uh, uh, Romero seemed like kind of handsome. Yeah, he was Chad for sure. Yeah. Pope Sixtus V, pretty hot. Still it's pisses hard. me it, off that we ha- they stopped there, by the way. That was the last Sixtus. was the fifth. The, the, that gives up the game, though, because that is like, that is a name that you would give like a devil. It's true. So you have to stop Six, doing it. Hi, I'm Pope Sixtus the Sixth. <laughs> What's this Antichrist nonsense you Protestants keep talking about? Yeah, I'm Pope Mephisto. What, dude? <laughs> no, my, my, my hope for the next Pope, my, my Pope hope, African guy named Sixtus the Sixth. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. Because we got to get an African Pope sooner or later. It's the only due. place the church is growing. Let's do it. I'm I'm super down for that. Um, no. Then you can rewrite... You know, that thing that's like, you know, the world's crazy. The best rapper is white. The best <laughs> you know, the, the best, world's crazy. Best when the Pope best is Catholics black. is black guy yep. and the, the president's an old guy. <laughs> what's it, What's Joe up to? I don't even know. What's he doing? Oh, they're doing the summit of democracies. Thank God. They're getting all the democracies together. They're just rapping, talking about how cool it is to be democratic. How it's, He's just got like one of those giant boards of like. Uh, zoom you know images where it's like 500 people which i remember they did at the end of the dnc and i really do wonder what he thinks is happening when that happens like oh my god i'm in the fortress of solitude they had to like jorel they had to truman show he's on celebrity squares they probably would squares celebrity squares squares, (laughs) i want to get those get some celebrity square (laughs) celebrity tunes (laughs) celebrity tune there should be okay there should be a celebrity clown show, like the Mass Singer. Yeah. Oh my god. Where it's celebrities yep. doing clowning. Yes. Yep. And they gotta like uh, make the balloon animals big feet. Have fun with it. They used to. Uh, the best show that is similar to that, uh, the the show that uh, like was the first show it was like, hey, get the celebs to just like go nuts. Was Battle of the Network Stars in the eighties, where they would compete in uh, athletic contest it was like the olympics but with like the cast of mama's family <laughs> <laughs> we should bring that back we should do it though like with a uh, paintball guns though like i would love to see just louis anderson just get lit up like, <laughs> man he i and my i know that steve harvey is now the family feud he's taken it over and they made it into a race war no but i mean that's very entertaining <laughs> it is always it's like they realize what are we doing to keep this thing interesting white family versus black family and every category the answer is doo-doo <laughs> uh but for my money the best hollywood squares host was louis anderson because he looked like he was actively dying every oh, yeah. episode and he would every at the final thing where he would like do it fast he would always fuck up he would like fuck up the the, the questions like he would he would stumble over it and they'd have to give him extra time to to uh get the answers it was amazing it's like he was begging <laughs> with his eyes he was begging to be put down louis, and eventually they did it louis anderson was like we will it sucks we'll never have a celebrity like that again whose thing was that he didn't have a disease really he didn't like there wasn't so much like an uncommonly tragic backstory. He was just like just a hapless oaf that yeah. everyone felt bad for. Yeah, kind it, of. it did kind of feel like that's like, come on, come on, come on, just let him do some, just let him do some stand-up comedy. People, what else has he got going on? Like, like that should be what Gad is, but no, yeah. Gad is like this hyper earnest freak yeah. who's always Gad is so much more coiffed and symmetrical than Louis Anderson yeah. ever was, and, and he's more grotesque for it, in my opinion. Yes. And, but, you know, Louis Anderson, he was no slouch at doing grunts and squeals. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, if you watch those family, the family feud, it was mostly his doing grunts and squeals. Uh, have you guys seen the, uh, the ads for the new, uh, it's the new, like, the reality singing competition where people, like, they sing, but as CGI, like, avatars. It, it's, the, it's like a metaverse singing competition. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. Is John Candy going to be there? <laughs> Can we torture him for eternity? <laughs> that, man... It's like the Zoom version of doing MK Ultra. Uh, it, it, like with with NFTs and the fucking metaverse, it, it it the longer it goes on, just the more dread you feel. 
Because like at first you're like, oh, well, this is stupid, and then you're like, okay, is this is this over now? Or, or no, you're okay. We're committing. You're buying property in the metaverse, like actual U.S. dollars. Oh fuck, so that you can do Second Life conference meetings with your fucking coworkers while looking like a. I mean, I think the they should really pitch it as as like a way to be a furry socially acceptably. Like you can go to work in the metaverse wearing your like sexy skunk outfit. Someone alerted me. Speaking of furries, this is a tangent that while we're in Dallas, there is a large furry convention happening there uh, in uh, in March. So um, we might get some furry crossover at our Dallas show. Well, I mean, I'm going. That's for sure. Yeah. That is a uh, that is a field trip that I have to take. I respect furries. Like back in like back in like the early mid 2000s or so. It was a lot of people, most people on forums like hated furries, but that was because a lot of the furries who were open about it were just like, they happened to be the most annoying ones. Like the guy on my forum who is like the biggest, never stopped talking about being a furry was a Malaysian Bush supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Miles Chong. Yeah. That was like, I think that's why I like Ian so much is because it's like, Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen someone do this, but you know, as time went on and people were like, okay, yeah, I am, I'm into this too. It's, you saw, oh, these are just like, it's just like another thing. But furries are, Michael pointed this out and I've noticed it since he pointed it out. They're like one of the most generous communities, you know, online. They really, when they support someone, someone or a cause, they, they throw in. I think it's another thing that Michael said that like, like it fucking like destroyed me. Is like the type of guy or person who's like always like looking at furries, but like these fucking sick freaks, like these fucking perverted weirdos, this this fucking gross furry shit, are all guys who like troll Facebook for photos of girls they went to high school with to jerk off to. <laughs> yeah, all the porn they watch is like stepmom rapes brother. <laughs> Just like what, dude? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a clear thing of like you gotta hate the furry to distinguish you from them exactly and to convince yourself that you're not as pathetic as they are but guess what we all are we're all basically furries everyone's got a kink you know for me i have this kink where i love like when i'm in a woman's vagina coming (laughs) oh chris edit in to tell my family not to listen to that part (laughs) that's gross i don't want them to hear that well uh (laughs) what do we have the time here Okay. Oh, 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 we're doing so good. Oh. I told you. I told you. Matt, we were talking about last night. Like, if you were a billionaire like Michael Steinhardt, like, like, what would you blow your money on egregiously? And we were talking about like, the example of like Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld and, their, idiot, and their idiotic car collections. And like, I, I just, I, I have no truck. I, I can't stand shit. Like that. No, no. But if you have that much money, Spending it is the thing to do. Oh, for because, sure. Like, you'll yes. never not be like wealthy. Yeah, yeah. So you need you need some sort of like hobby or interest. You need you need something to waste your money. Like Michael Steinhardt. Uh, yeah. Like um uh, uh buying the monolith from two thousand one <laughs> or uh, stealing the golden death bowl that's been cursed by Archimedes or something. I don't know. Uh, but now you know. I was trying to think about it, like you know you could be, you could be you could buy art you could be an art collector. You yeah. Know, like, I mean that's a good investment, but like it's not. It, you know. Isn't it the same really thrill as even you know uh, driving like one of Jay Leno's like Model Ts or yeah. that goes Auga. Um But Felix, you've mentioned this before, and this is like antiquity stealing adjacent. But I think a cool thing to do, if you had the money, would be to buy like beautiful ancient weapons. Yeah, Ooh, like yes. samurai yeah. swords and like halberds and like suits of armor and shit like that. That is the coolest part of the Met. Yeah. In my I'll, I'll, oh my god! Yeah. Dude, I would I would go when I, I would go to the Met like every other weekend when I was a kid, and I, all I wanted to look at Temple of Dendar, arms and armor. Yeah, I would love to like get a, a real like Milanese 15th century suit of armor, uh, and just like watch TV in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That like, is, that is what I would do. Like if I got like if I got a sword from like the Meiji restoration. I would just play with it while I'm on the phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be, just I'll like be put it out, take it out of the hilt, put it yeah. back in. Shoo, shoo, shoo. This. Yeah. yeah, no, I can get that PDF to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that I have like, I have two, I have promises to myself. If I ever, I mean, 
if I made like five million dollars at once, it would either be, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's like there's a deal to buy Loop Jumper from us, or we make Loop Jumper, we sell the Loop Jumper franchise, or we get it made, or like I I get hit by the by the richest guy ever's car. <laughs> Jay Leno. Jay Leno hits me with a car. That's how hey, I give happen. you my I give you all my car. Yeah. If that happens, my promise is to myself, one, I'm going to go to Russia. I'm going to hire an interpreter. I'm going to pay off like who I need to pay off to, you know, not have the things that people do, do to foreigners in Russia, which, you know, we deserve what specifically Americans, Absolutely. what we did, we, we deserve them. I was, you know, I didn't do that, but it's like, I get it. And I will pay people off to just smooth things out. I am going to go to a fur farm. I'm going to get a, a girl sable and then when she's like ready when she's healthy enough we're gonna go back to america and she's gonna have her own part of wherever i'm living at the time where she can do her activities <laughs> and then i'm gonna buy like yeah samurai swords like mongolian armor and shit yeah i think i'd like a like a nice arquebusier collection that'd be fun dueling pistols Ooh, those That's are so cool like i said like with with the case yep you know like two dueling pistols yep Oh my god! Think how fucking cool you would feel. So, little Dirk, um, someone like invaded his home, and him and his girlfriend like busted back at them, and like didn't get like, I don't know if they hit anyone, but they didn't. No one died, but they. I mean, it's kind of like fucking cool. You and like your wife just like busting back at home invaders. Yeah, are coming for you. It's the American you, fantasy. It's fucking cool. It's awful that it happened, but it's cool what he did. Yeah. Um, if you did that with a dueling pistol, oh my god, you'd feel awesome. I mean, from what I understand, the streets of Toronto are washing those. <laughs> yeah, I would love to just like, like with the suit of armor thing, just be in my house, like with it down my mama in front of my pants, like just right there, just walk around with it like that, with the pommel out, it'd be cool. Well, that that's the only reason I want. I don't want concealed carry. I want open carry because I don't want to like shoot anyone. Like we all have thought about pointing guns at people. That's all I, that's as far as it would go. Um, but I mostly it just, I think about like how good it would look on me sometimes. Yeah. No, no. I think like shoulder holsters, I think are just aesthetically very, very pleasing. So fucking shoulder holster is so cool. Like whenever I see a cop with it on the, like the clamshell, I'm like, what are you doing? Shoulder holster all the way. See, I like the drawing across your body, like classic, like hip, you know? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that. Two, two. With the, with the, like a Murtaugh lethal weapon. I'm imagining, like, okay, I, I, I spend, like, an indescribable amount of money on, like, a fucking, like, authentic uh, dueling, like, like, from Barry Lyndon, you yeah. know, like an authentic dueling pistol. And then I take it out with me, but I'm dressed the way I am now with like track pants and a hoodie. <laughs> and I have it sticking out of my waistband. Yep. And then like I get arrested like Plexico Burris because it just falls out. <laughs> and it puts a fucking ball of lead into my fucking ass. <laughs> I would, every time I would go out after, you know, I really, I hit the biggest score of my life one way or the other. I would always, with you guys, like Chris, I'm sorry you're disinvited from this because this is a three-person thing. Yeah, we would have to be all three parts of the Tercios. I would be the musket guy. I think. Uh, I'll be a pikeman. Honestly, pretty, seems like the easiest what's the job. Third one, the sword guy. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. No, I would love to be the pike guy because you really just like hold it out. And you wait for the dumbasses to ride the horse into it, and then the horses won't run into it, so they just kind of like mill around. Yeah, Pike guy invented. I'm not touching you. It, literally, yeah. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there were battles during the 17th century where they, if they didn't really want to fight, they just kind of waved at each other. It's like, oh shit, the boss is watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wave around this rapier to like a knockoff at four. Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. We love buffalo. We love buffalo. From in my the, opinion, it's easily the second best city in New York. Behind Albany. That's right, folks. Albany. Are you triggered that I called it that? People get I, mad when you call it Albany. but that's well, What's what it supposed it. to be called? Albany. Albany. Oh, fucking grow up. It's <laughs> such you. a small difference. I know. People are persnickety. Yeah, people who complain about that, it's like, oh, yeah, sorry that you live in a convention center. <laughs> that's what that city is. 
I'm sorry that uh that Mario that uh Andrew Cuomo can just like run you over at any time he wants. Or like just to have your child to put in a zoo. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. yeah. They got real men out of politics. Yep. <laughs> Kathy Nucleus is just in charge now. Hater. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. Right, that was great. That was fucking awesome. It's always fun to be in the same room. Yeah. yeah.